Kiddushin Protecting the Normality of Gender Dynamics. Yichud. This sugya deals with the prohibition of a man and a woman who are not permitted to be married to one another to be in seclusion. And questions of, of what aspects of that are Doraita, what aspects of that are Dorabon, and it's an, an important piece of Gemara. But what we'll learn today is something that's significant in understanding the principles of Yichud, but more than that, understanding the whole way that the laws of the rabbis, the halachas, the rabbonon, operate. We're dedicating the shir to Rafur Shleima for Nacham Avigdor ben Genender, a good friend and professional colleague who took ill suddenly yesterday, and for the well-being and safe return of our shivuim. So we're based on a posuk in Parshas Re'eh, which deals with a mesitin mediach, somebody who persuades an individual, seduces an individual to serve idolatry. And the, the, the parish is introduced in a strange way. It doesn't matter who the mesit is. It doesn't matter who the seducer is that, that gets you involved in idolatry. If a person is trying to promote idolatry, the person is guilty of, of death. And in the opening phrase, it's which Rashi learns to mean your paternal brother or your maternal brother. It, it doesn't make a difference. But the Gemara learns it a little differently. And the Gemara says, what is the origin of the laws of Yichud? Says the Gemara, so we quote from Rabbi Yochanan who said the name of Rabbi Yishmael, where is there a hint in the Torah about the laws of Yichud? So we see in a sense that the, the Gemara at this point is not regarding Yichud as a Doraisa, but as a Dorabonin which has a source, there's an indication somewhere in the Torah that the laws of Yichud should be legislated. Where is the origin? From this very possible. Why would the Torah specify ben imecha? It just say achicha. If your brother, if your brother seduces you, why does it talk about your brother, the son of your of your mother? To teach you that ela lomalecha ben mityachedim imo vasu lityachedim kol arayat shebatorah. It talks about your brother, the son of your mother, implying a close relationship between a son and a mother is appropriate. And as the Rishas says, the same applies with a father and a daughter. That's appropriate. But that's the only male-female relationship that's appropriate. Which is interesting already here. It deals with something which is so normal. In other words, the, the normality and, and compares it. So where we're going with this is a mother and a son being alone together in the house. That's normal. It's equally normal that if it's not a mother and a son, then a man and a woman shouldn't be alone in the house together. This is about normality. It's not even about, about the Torah. Just as it's normal for a son and a mother, or for a father and a daughter, so it's normal not for anybody else to be in that situation. And then the Gemara goes into Pastor de Krama Active. What does it mean? How do you understand the Posuk simply? But we don't need to go into that right now. To understand this even deeper, we go back to a Posuk in Vayera where three angels have come to Avram, he's given them something to eat, and then they ask, where is Sora? And they say to Sora, the one angel says, I'm going to come back again in a year's time, and by that time, your wife Sora is going to have a son. 
And then the Torah adds, V'sara shomat petach ha'ohel. And Sarah overhears this. She's sitting over there and she, she hears that. V'hu acharav, and he's behind the door. Who's behind the door? Uh, Rashi says the angel's behind the door, the door's behind the angel. There's a whole discussion there. But the Targum Yonason says, V'yishmael ka'ibatre, v'tsayit ma'da'oma malacha. Yishmael is sitting behind the door. And Yishmael hears what the angel is saying to Sarah. What's Yishmael doing? Eavesdropping. What, what's going on? Why is Yishmael there? The Medrash Rabbi tells us why Yishmael is there. Vu acharav ze Yishmael. Vu acharav bipnei hayichud. The reason that Yishmael is there is for yichud. So there's an angel there. He's busy talking to, to Sorrow. And Yishmael's taking, making sure that Sorrow is not left alone with a man. That would, that would not be appropriate. So here this is really, because this is the first time we have the idea of, of Yichud introduced. The Gemara learns Yichud from our Psukim in Parshas But the fact is, we see in the Targum Yonason and the Medrash that there's already an indication of Yichud back in Vayero. It's interesting, we once again have an intersection of the Daf and the, and the Parsha this week. So we know it's something important to take note of. And more than that, because this actually highlights the often talked about apparent absurdity of the laws of Yichud. And I say, talked about an apparent. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Sora Imenu. She, firstly, she's an old lady. Secondly, she's Sora Imenu. What, are we really worried that she's going to be seduced? And who's the man we're talking about? A malach, an angel. What are we worried? The angel's going to seduce Sora? And this is the first case of Yichud, where, Yichud, where it doesn't even apply, where the whole thing is absurd. There's no chance of anything going wrong. And Yishmael's there guarding the door. So I discovered a new friend today from the beginning of the 18th century, the Nezer HaKodesh. The Nezer HaKodesh wrote an amazing parish on, on Medrash Rabbah, and I've seen him quoted by the Meforshim on the Medrash Rabbah, but I've never found the Nezer HaKodesh himself. And it's a very, it's a very unknown work. It was recently republished, not, not that long ago. But until then, it was very difficult to read. It was difficult to find. It wasn't a well-known sefer. And normally, uh, I've mentioned in the Shabbos morning Medrash here, when we learn Medrash, we don't use Perushim. Uh, my father taught me that, Rebellia taught my father that, when you learn a Medrash, you don't use Perushim. A Medrash is, it has got to talk to you directly. If it doesn't talk to you directly, move on to the next one. Then it's not for you. But you don't use Perushim to understand a Medrash. But in this year, we're not learning Medrash, we're learning Gomorrah. And we're just using Medrash. So here, here we go to the Nezer HaKodesh, who's a classical parish on the Medrash. And he says, makes it even worse in a way. And he says, mm-hmm. We were talking about Yishmael a little earlier. And he was standing behind the door because of Yichud. It's not because of the angel. So as I learned this, I thought, oh, at least somebody else is thinking this is a little strange. Or are, we, are we really worried about the angel, about a malach having an affair with, with Sarah? That doesn't matter. It's not about the malach. So what would you expect the next words to be in the Nezer Kurdish? Because it's a malach. Malach doesn't have a Yetzirah. Malach doesn't even have any desire for these things. What's the, what's the, what's the danger? No, he says, Because the malach was standing outside. He wasn't in the room with, with Sarah implying that if the Malach was in the room with Sarah, then there would be a problem. And Avram's also hanging around there. There's no Yichud there. 
אלא שבא לרמוז על ישמעאל שהיה רגיל לעמוד תמיד לפני פתח האוהל. ישמעאל always used to stand at the entrance of Sora's chamber. שהיה עומד בשדה להיות מוכן לשומרן מפני הייחוד, to protect her from ייחוד, של האנשים הבאה להיכנס תוך האוהל של סורו, לצורך דבר מה לדבר עם ה... People used to come and consult with סורו. סורו was a rabbits and she used to give people advice. And people would come to Sora to ask advice, and men would come as well. And Yishmael used to stand there. So it's interesting also the process of, of Yichud. Sora didn't say when a man walked in, uh, excuse me, just leave the door open, and uh, I need to call somebody in, or... It was all done very discreetly. Yishmael was standing there, and everything was just normal. The man came in and, and spoke to her, and Yishmael was there, so there was no Yichud. So says the, the Neza HaKodesh, this was a normal arrangement. As we'll see further on in our Gemara and in Gemara Yuma, we've learned that Avram was meticulous about all the laws, even laws de Rabbonin. So Avram was meticulous about the laws of, of Yichud and set his home up in such a way that when people came to consult with sorrow, there wasn't an issue of, of Yichud. But again, he's, he's not worried about the fact that the angel wouldn't have Yichud. He says, no, it's not about the angel. Why? Because the angel wasn't there. Implying, but if the angel was there, it would be an issue. And the Meshech Chochmah actually says that. The Meshech Chochmah, Rabbi Yassim Chemidvin, so he's much more recent. He died in the 1920s. The Or Samach, the Meshech Chochmah, Or Samach's on Rambam, the Meshech Chochmah's on Chumish. V'ach Rav Bemedra, Ze Yishmael Mipnei HaYichud. He says, absolutely, he put him there so that the Malach and Sorrow wouldn't be alone together. What's the, what's the risk? If the purpose of Yichud is to prevent the possibility of an Avero, here there's no possibility of an Avero. The man's a Malach, and by this time they realize that he's a Malach. You don't need to worry about Yichud with a Malach, surely. Firstly, we said, you're talking about sorrow, you may know. And secondly, it's a malach. What's the question of Yichud? So we see from this parasha that there's something else going on with Yichud. And that's what's important to understand, firstly, with the laws of Yichud, and secondly, with the laws of, of the Rabbonin in general. The principle here is appropriateness of a scene. You know, when, when things happen, it's, it's not just the action that's happening. You're looking at a whole event. You can think of it almost as a, as a dramatic production. You're sitting down at the table on Friday night. Imagine that the, the table is on, on the stage. Somebody's producing it. What does it look like? How is it set? How is it organized? Every detail is taken care of. There needs to be some kind of production of, of, of everything that we do. And things need to look appropriate. Things need to look correct as well. And Yichud doesn't look right. Yichud is just not, not the way to be. It's not, from a Torah perspective, it's not normal. Now, I want, I want to take it further, because by here we understand normality, and you see the title of the Shia is Protecting the Normality of General Dynamics. Because we're seeing today, although we've always known it, that normality has to be protected. Normality is not just something that exists. Normality slides. Morality sh shifts and moves around normality. And, and you've got to actually protect normality. It's not something that you can just assume is in place. And where it is, is that it is where it's going to stay. That's not necessarily so. And Yichud is one of the ways that normality is protected. What's normal about gender dynamics is that a man knows that he's a man. And a woman knows that she's a woman. 
and that there's a natural attraction between them. That's normal. For a man and a woman to be alone together and for them, and for them to subjugate, to subject their natural feelings, that's not normal. So we look at it from, from a secular perspective and we say, man and woman being together, so he has to go out, they're working together, and he has to go out because she's walked in, that's kind of not normal, that's not how the way people function. Yes, maybe in terms of what you're looking at, in terms of he walks in, she walks out, or vice versa, maybe that doesn't look so normal. But what really is abnormal is for a man and a woman to be together and to have to deny the possibility of attraction. That's abnormal. And the Torah doesn't want you to get into that situation. Rather, don't be in the situation where you've got to deny that which is normal. So if, if men are around men and women are around women, they don't have to worry about that dynamic. The same we have with, with in, in Davni. Why is a mechitza so important in, in, in a shul? It's just if there's a presence, if there are women are present and men are present in the same place, one of two things happen. Either you have to deny the, the gender attraction, I'm such a tzaddik, I don't, I'm busy davening, I'm not even aware that there are women there. And the women, they're not even aware that the men are there. Either they're tzaddikim or they're freaks. It's one of the two. The only way a man should be able to be present with a woman, and we're not talking about attractive women, not attractive women, you can't make halachas just for attractive women. Halach is going to be standard. So either a man and a woman when, are, are in close proximity and they're watching each other and they're seeing each other for, for, the, for the woman not to be adjusting her hair and preening herself and the man not to adjust his tie and, and be completely, uh, completely unaware of the fact that there are women present, that's either abnormal or it's saintly. So that's what I mean. If you're willing to dive in, in a shul without a mechitza, you're either saying, I am a freak and I don't feel gender attraction, or I'm such a tzaddik that when I daven, nothing can distract me. That's what it means if, one, if one's willing to daven in a, in, a place, in a place without a mechitza. And so it is with yichud. If a man and a woman who are not meant to be together are secluded, they're, e- they're either freaky, they're either going to say freaky, but that person doesn't bother me. I'm a man and a woman alone, it doesn't bother me. No, even just for a few minutes, you know, that even an elevator and a skyscraper, they're questions of Yichud. It's not about, is something going to happen? Is he going to rape her? Is he going to seduce her in the 40 seconds that it takes to get up to the 21st floor? That's not the issue. The issue is, what is he feeling? Is he having to deny his masculinity? Is she having to deny her femininity for those 40 seconds? Because the Torah doesn't want you ever to have to do that. And to have to do that is freakish. Rather, don't be in the elevator if that's the case. Don't be in such a situation. That's what Yichud is about. Yichud is a celebration of gender and sexuality. It's not a denial of gender and sexuality. It's the absence of Yichud, which is the denial of, of gender and sexuality. And so when, when Sora and the, and the Malach are in the, same, in the same room, the Malach was probably an extremely good-looking image of a human being. It's not even right for Sora to have to be worried or to be thinking. Just, just don't go there. Just don't be in that situation altogether. For a man and woman to be together, it's just inappropriate. It's just not even a question of what will happen and what might happen. There's just an inappropriate. It doesn't matter if the man's a malach uh, or, or the woman is Sora Imenu. It doesn't matter if the woman is 100 years old or if the woman is, is 18 years old. It doesn't make a difference. 
it's just not appropriate. It's just not the right thing to do. And our Gemara starts with, with an understanding of where does this idea of Yichud come from? Where is the origin? The Gemara learns it halachically from Pasha and Re'eh, but we see already with Avroam Avinu that from the beginning of our, of our people as a nation, with, uh, with Avroam Avinu, our father, that he was meticulous to make sure, using his son Yishmoel as the, as the guardian, that his wife is never in a situation where she could be in any way compromised, not in terms of behavior, but even in terms of a thought that might cross her mind or the mind of the gentleman who was in the room with her. Mm-hmm.